you know, touching you. It's just not the same to be in the presence of the Lord with other people worshiping and receiving what God has. And so praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. What we're going to do is ask everyone but Brother John Brown and Christian to be seated, please, and they can go into the prayer room and begin to pray as long as they need to pray. Uh, They should be able to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. I'm glad they're praying. I don't want to minimize what's happening here. Prayer is a start, but at the same time, I'm going to say again, we have got to act. We've got to act according to the word of the Lord. And so, praise the Lord. Help him back there. Let him kneel, and you just begin to pray, Brother Brown. Pray until something happens. Deliverance needs to happen, no doubt about that. Total deliverance. Amen. Not a partial deliverance. I think sometimes we all might settle for a partial deliverance when we need a total deliverance. Amen. I'm going to be reading in the book of Acts, chapter number 2. Should be a very familiar scripture for anyone that has been in the church for any length of time. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Many of you could quote most of this, if not all of this. Amen. So good to see all of you this evening. Amen. Again, in my mind, I'm going to be more teaching, but you never know what may be stirred up here this evening and get me going like I was this morning. I don't regret that. That's who I am. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. You may be seated this evening. We know that this cloven means divided tongue. It's able to divide the carnality from the spirit of a person so that the spirit can follow after the Lord. I'm not really focusing on exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost in that upper room. What I want to focus on is the tongues of fire, the tongues of fire. I want to look at that. I want to try to pull that out and to understand that there came a sound. Listen to me, a sound. I don't believe it was a whisper. I believe it was a sound. I believe it was an audible sound. I believe it was something that could be heard in that upper room by approximately 120. How many exactly was there? I just believe it was something that could be heard, not just felt. It could be heard. And all of a sudden, it came a sound as a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues as a fire. Hey, I I believe that it's very possible that there was actually cloven tongues come in manifestation and set upon each of them. Because the Bible says there appeared cloven tongues as a fire and it set upon each of them. And I wanted to look at the tongue. We all have tongues if we're healthy and normal. Is that right? And many times we use our tongues in ways that we shouldn't and ways that we should we don't. God gave us the ability to make a sound. God gave us an ability to make a sound. 
And that sound can either be evil or it can be good. It can either be harmful or it can be productive. And I'm going to tell you tonight what the Lord began to deal with me at home when my wife made this statement is that our voice is the weapon. You say the word of God is a sword, it's a weapon, that's right, but I've got to speak it, I've got to pray it, I've got to make a sound in the word of the Lord, because the word will not return unto him void, but will accomplish that which he has determined. How does the word go forth? It goes forth in a sound. I hope you're getting this, it goes forth in a sound, not just reading it, it goes forth in a sound, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. And I'm telling you, too many apostolics today have become a silenced lamb. I've never seen that movie, so I'm not referencing that movie. Don't know anything about the Silence of the Lamb movie, don't know anything about it. But I'm telling you, we should not be silent. Have we forgotten that we are part of a lion of the tribe of Judah who has the real roar? I'm telling you right now, we've got to understand that there was a sound, there was a noise, and I have seen it over and over where apostolics will pray and they will pray, but they will not make a sound. I don't understand that. The sound is the weapon. Now, I'm going to say this again to you. That apostolics, we need to pray with authority and fervency and with a sound. Long ago I talked to you about scientifically it has been proven that the human voice is the only thing that can disrupt the atmosphere. No matter what sounds can go forth, the human voice has the capacity to disrupt the atmosphere. But if you're not making a sound, you're not disrupting the enemy's territory. I'm going to tell you right now, he dwells in the heavens 26 miles up. He is the prince in the power of the air. And it's time we mess up his dominion with the sound amen let me give you some scriptures to show you how referencing a tongue is a weapon Proverbs 12 and 18 there is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword but the tongue of the wise is help. Here it's referencing that my speech, that my voice can be a, a sword. Don't tell me that words don't cut. They cut. But words also build up. Words also edify. Words also can do so much good. So what we say in the negative can destroy a person for the worse. But what we say in the positive can destroy the yoke of bondage through the anointing and what we say that they might have life. I hope somebody's listening. I hope somebody is still an apostolic in this place that will learn how to pray. I learned how to pray back in Laporte, Texas in a prayer room. Listening to the elders lift their voice till they were hoarse. I learned how to pray, believe it or not, in the Baptist church when we met early in the morning, kind of like we do on Sunday mornings, yes. And we would take turns praying and we prayed out loud. Listen to me. I'm telling you, we have got to pray out loud. The devil needs to hear what we're saying. He cannot read our mind. Moving your lips and swaying back and forth does not intimidate the devil. But when you begin to pray the word and you do it, 
it with authority and you do it with conviction, honey, he begins to realize you're a force to be reckoned with. It's time we use the sword that God has given us. I'm not referencing that we shouldn't speak the word. The word is the sword. But we unleash it. We take it out of its sheath by our voice. Jeremiah 9 and 8. Their tongue is an arrow shot out. It speaketh deceit. One speaketh peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but his heart he lieth in wait. What I'm trying to reference is that the tongue, that the voice can be a sword and it can be an arrow. Our problem is we keep our arrows in the container, but we want to go out and fight the enemy, but we can draw our bow all day long. But if we don't have an arrow in the strings, how can we stop him? Oh, he's not afraid of your bow. He's not afraid of you pulling it back. But what he's afraid of is you getting the authority that the Lord has given you a voice. A voice to praise Him. A voice to worship. A voice to speak the Word. Stand on the Word. Pray the Word. Everything we ought to do. What do you think He chose by the foolishness of preaching? To save them that believe He didn't chose by the foolishness of just whispering. If a preacher's going to preach, he's going to have to get fervent and he's going to have to be loud and he's going to have to get carried away. Do you understand? I'm disrupting the atmosphere right now. I'm disrupting things uh, in people's lives. Uh, hey, it's not a coincidence. I'm not shocked that certain people come to church and find the altar. It doesn't surprise me. I don't care what they say. I've got a weapon and I can disturb the atmosphere and I can make a difference in the atmosphere. The devil does not have dominion over me. But he binds me with a voice. If I let him. He's a liar. You can't lie unless you're speaking. He's the father of all lies. So he binds us if we will allow it by speaking to us lies. But instead of us lifting our voice as a weapon. How did Jesus overcome the adversary in the wilderness? He spoke to him. How did Lazarus come from the dead after being dead for a day? Jesus lifted his voice in a shout and said, Lazarus, come forth. I'm going to tell you, none of your loved ones are going to come out of the grave. None of the backsliders are coming home until you learn to give a shout and you learn to begin to use your voice as a weapon against the adversary. They will remain in their dungeon. They will remain in their tomb. You cannot play pat a cake with the enemy. You cannot whisper. Let me tell you another thing. How do you expect that you're going to be risen from the dead when Jesus comes in the rapture? The Bible says he will come with a... He will come with a... 
Oh, that shout's going to be heard all over the universe. That shout is going to be heard in the very pit. Oh, come on, somebody. The very pit of the grave. I'm not talking about hell, but I'm talking about the grave. You could be dead a hundred years, but that shout will reverberate and change the atmosphere. And before you know it, flesh will be coming alive. Bone will come back together. Sinew will begin to grow. There will be no blood, of course, but you will come out of that grave because of a sound. Sunday school lesson today, I was listening to some of it as elders was, was speaking. And I'm going to tell you something. How did God destroy the first city in the promised land? He did it with a shout. You better put up your carnal weapons for our warfare is not carnal like many think. Our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. You do it through prayer. You do it through a prayer of authority, a prayer of fervency, a prayer that works. You got to work when you pray. You ought to be tired after you get through praying. You ought to be hoarse after you get through praying. I'm trying to show you without a shadow of a doubt that I've got Bible for this. You continue to pray the way you pray and, and being docile. And I'm not saying not rock back and forth. I rock back and forth. But with that, I couple it with a sound. When something has so much force that it breaks a sound barrier, it can destroy windows and shatter windows uh, oh, miles away from the actual place or the actual instrument that was used. There is power in the spoken word. Not just the word of God, but your word. There is the power of life and death in the tongue. So the word was told Joshua, shout, and the walls came down. Oh, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Listen to James 3, 5. Even so the tongue is a little member, boast is great thing. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. I'm going to tell you right now, your tongue is a fire. It can be a fire to evil or it can be a fire to good I hope somebody's listening to me tonight I'm telling you I'm preaching so hard I'm hurting but I'm trying to wake you up to understand uh, it can't just be one service it can't just be when the spirit you know you're thinking everything's okay and the spirit's moving there got to be times when you don't even feel the Holy Ghost and you can pray and make a sound I'm going to tell you that right now you don't have to feel God to pray you don't have to feel the anointing to pray God never said pray when you feel me he said pray at all times without ceasing oh hallelujah glory to the Lord it's time. If there ever was a time for the church to break in silence, it's now. The church everywhere needs to rise up and pray and take dominion over the devil. Why are we lying down and allowing this lion serpent, the dragon, to take dominion over us? Let me give you more scripture about how just a shout, the voice, can destroy our enemy. What about Gideon? What about the mighty man of valor? What about all those, was it 30,000 that came? God said it's too many. Kept saying it's too many. Kept saying it's too many. I'm going to tell you what. You don't need a large number to defeat the enemy. You just need a voice. 
Now, along with that voice, you've got to have a light. A light in earthen vessels that's got to be broken sometime. Oh, my God. The reason. Oh, you didn't hear me. I'm not talking about breaking it physically. I'm talking about be broken spiritually. So the light can come out and then you shout. Then you shout. Oh, hallelujah. The sword of Gideon. Oh, I got the sword of Gideon in me. I've got a light in me. Oh, I've got a sword in me. It's a voice. But I've got to be broken. And sometimes God allows certain things to come in your life to break you. Because you won't break yourself on your, your own. They surrounded 300 men against thousands. Without one single physical weapon. A torch hid in a pitcher. And a voice. And when Gideon said it was time, and right now, I may not be Gideon uh, per se, but this Gideon say, it's time to break the pitcher. And it's time to shout. I said, it's time to break the pitcher. And it's time to shout. Hey, do more. I thank you for your claps. I thank you for your shouts. I thank, but honey, I want some action. I want some application. I want you to humble yourself before the Lord. I want you to prostrate yourself before the Lord. I want you to understand that I've got a lamp in me. And all I've got to do is break my heart. They broke that pit. Can you imagine if every one of us right now would be broken before the Lord? The light would be so bright. Oh, you might not be able to see it with the physical eye. But the devil in darkness could see it. It would emanate, radiate, penetrate from this place outward. That's what prayer has been doing all week. And that's what prayer will do this week. Tuesday and Friday. I hope some of you are coming. I hope some of you will make up your mind. I'm telling you right now. Hallelujah. I'm determined. I've been praying every morning. I've been praying so much. And I'm continuing to do so. Because I know there's results in prayer. You can sit there and not make any noise. And you can go on and be who you want to be you think but you'll never make it or you can rise up and spring up and be broken and shout if we can somehow get there the enemy won't know who to attack all he'll see is a surrounded army and he'll begin to panic. Before you know it, they may attack each other like the armies of Midian did. When the light came, they looked around and said, oh my, there's a wall of soldiers and they're shouting and they attack themselves. Don't tell me the enemy cannot attack itself. I know better than that. They're nothing but a fallen angel. They're nothing but demons. Before you know it, they'll be on each other's case because they say, hey, why didn't you get them? No, why didn't you get them? No, why didn't you get them? Hey, there's too many of us to get because one can put a thousand to fight two can put ten thousand to fight oh hallelujah praise God we are a force to be reckoned with be sure you got an arrow in your bow when you draw it back Jesus raised the dead while on earth with a spoken word Mark 5, 41 through 42. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Tala, 
kumai, which being interpreted damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose. In Mark 11, 21 through 22, Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, a fig tree which thou curseth is withered away. And Jesus said, answering, said, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. When will you break your silence in the prayer room? When will you break your silence in the pew? When will you break and begin to pray with such a boldness? Are you so used to getting beat up that you don't think you can throw a punch? That is a lie. Come on. Listen to this in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 18. We're talking about the whole armor of God, but we leave out the voice. We leave out the voice. Go sit there with your nine eye. Come on, go sit down. It says right here, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all preservation and supplications for all saints. Listen to verse number 19. I hope it's up there. Listen. As for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. When you begin to do that, then we can bring 16, 6 and 20 in, where it tells about, or, or 16 and 17, above all, taking the shield of faith, where will you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked? What do you think those fiery darts are? They're lies that he speaks to you. That's the only weapon he's got is lies. Lies. And the only weapon we should have is truth. And truth trumps lies. I said truth overcomes lies. It's time for the Lamb, the lambs of God to break their silence. You can't afford to stay in bed when you wake up. You can't afford. You say, well, God didn't move on me. So what? If you're awake, get up and pray. Even if it's just a second or two, at least you've begun. And the next time it'll be maybe a minute. And the next time it might be five minutes. And the next time God may move upon you and it may be an hour. You don't know until you begin to attempt to make a sound. I'm telling you apostolics, it's time. It's time. You don't have to maybe be as loud as me when you pray, but you better make a sound. And if all of us are making a sound, it'll be loud. I promise you that. Have you, listen, I've been up here listening to y'all fellowship. You make more noise in fellowship than you do in prayer. Oh, I don't guess you heard that. You make so much more noise when you're talking to one another, laughing and joking and carrying on, which is a good thing, than you do when you come up here in prayer. Oh, that ought not to be. We ought to make as much noise. Uh, 
when we're praying to the Almighty God for somebody's deliverance, for our children's deliverance, for somebody's freedom, for somebody's salvation, for somebody's restoration, than we do over a stupid sporting event. I'm glad that I pray loud. That way when I catch a big fish, I can be loud. I'm glad I pray loud so that when I hit a good shot on the golf course, I can be loud. But some of you, what's your reasoning behind it? You can be loud when you're carnal, but you can't be loud when you're spiritual. You can be loud when you're in your humanity, but you can't be loud when you're supposed to be in the Spirit of God. Oh, you can talk when you're just going around being you, but you can't talk when you're supposed to be a new creature. That's not you. I know better. I've known you too long. I've seen you sing. I've seen you talk. I've seen you preach. I've seen you teach. I've seen you when you've been outside of church. I know how you can get. Let you get mad. Then you really know how you can be and how you can raise your voice. It's amazing when we get mad how we find a voice. Why don't you get mad at the devil and find that voice? It's time to pull the bull back, but you better put a voice of an arrow in it. There was a king that should have smoked the arrow seven or eight or nine times, but he only did, if I'm not mistaken, three times. That's us. We may pray one time loud and say, oh, it didn't work, so I'm not going back. I'm going back to this whispering stuff. I'm telling you right now, you better keep striking and letting that arrow fly, for sooner or later it will hit, and sooner or later somebody will walk through the doors that you didn't think ever would come back. Somebody will come and run to the altar. Hey, I'm expecting it. I'm believing it because God is moving. I'm going to tell you that right now. Tongues of fire. I thought we were baptized with the Holy Ghost in fire. Well, where's the tongue of fire then? Don't tell me you're shy. I've seen you too many times outside of church. I've seen you in the games we play at fellowships. I've seen the contests we do at the Christmas banquet. Don't tell me you're shy. Anybody can wear those ugly sweaters, ain't shy. I uh, ain't, ain't cutting with me and ain't cutting with God. It's time to get loose. I said it's time to get loose. If you can talk to another individual and make a noise you can talk to God with the same voice make up your mind to do so and if it means stop talking to the individual so you can talk to God then so be it maybe that's maybe that's some of the situations we had we've been talking too much before service in the sanctuary when prayer time comes we just keep on talking that's leaders as well when we ought to be talking to god Amen. That's why I've come out here. I prayed and prayed and prayed. Uh, sat there over there and prayed, but no longer. I'm going to be right there praying. And I hope somebody gets a burden of prayer. And I'm going to lift my voice if I don't have another voice to preach with. I'm going to lift it. To, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and lift my voice. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God of heaven. Everybody wants to bring up Hannah that she wasn't saying anything outside. But the priest still had to ask her, what really did you want? And she had to tell with a voice that could be heard what she wanted. 
it before she got it. In other words, she wasn't getting her petition until she opened her voice and told the told the high priest what she wanted. Tongues of fire. I'm through preaching. You do what you want to do. But I'm telling you what, I believe our church has the capacity to pray. I believe the, our church has the capacity to pull down strongholds. I believe you have the capacity to shout and pray with a fervency. I believe you have a capacity in the Holy Ghost to pray loud. These people that are shouting sometimes when we have an altar service, they're not bothering me. They're not bothering me. I hope they don't bother you. I'd like all of us to shout. Like Moses said, I wish everybody was a prophet. I wish everybody would travail. I wish everybody would moan and groan. I wish everybody would begin to shout at the Lord in the altar. Our problem is we won't cry now, but God will always allow something to come in your life. You'll cry then. I'd rather cry now unto the Lord and so that maybe he can keep me from crying when that unpleasant thing comes. Come on, somebody. Daughter, come to the piano. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's right. Let's go.